button fly. Why do they put buttons on a fly? It takes 10 minutes to get this thing open. I like the button fly. What? That is one place on my wardrobe I do not need sharp interlocking metal teeth. It's like a mink trap down there. What are you doing today? Nothing. I have to go meet Nina. Want to come with me up to her loft? Check out her paintings? I don't get art. There's nothing to get. Well, it always has to be explained to me, and then I have to have someone explain the explanation. She does a lot of abstract stuff. In fact, she's painting Kramer right now. What for? She sees something in him. So do I, but I wouldn't hang it on a wall. February 4th, 2018. Hey, howdy, hello, everybody. Hi. How you doing? How are you? Welcome to 2018. We're here. We're here. And let me tell you, that is a feat after the past couple of weeks we've had. So I'm hoping I can just make it through this without coughing. I'm still getting over the flu. Knocked me on my ass for two weeks. Yeah, it's been a plague house here. Mm -hmm. I've disinfected every surface and myself many times. It's been a trip. I'm bathing in Lysol wipes. Super fun. Mm -hmm. So much so that I don't even have a post-it. So we're just going to have to wing it. <gasps> no, post it. We're going to wing it. Good God. Can we do it? We can do it. Okay, well, what do we talk about? Uh, What happened? This week. Kingery is on hiatus for <gasps> okay. this month and next month. And then it will come back for the last half of season uh, nine. 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 It's nine. It's nine. Okay, we're good. Ah, okay, so um, what other pendant stuff happened? We... uh outline the new active radioactive radio episodes that's right we did the from, two new um yeah, for our webisodes mm -hmm. right <clears throat> so those are outlined and we're gonna be moving into scripting next week very is soon the plan. Mm -hmm. um the second script this was a couple of weeks ago but we haven't had a trip since then the second mm -hmm. script for one of our new projects has been completed <gasps> that's right um, we're not announcing that yet not yet but there will be four scripts in total for this project so mm -hmm. they're halfway it's halfway. That's cool. Yeah. We're going to get all four of those done before we get into casting and talking about what it is and all that good stuff. So we're working on that around stuff. All of the other stuff we're doing. Yes. Yeah. And something about seminar, probably. Something about seminar. We either need a script. We or... always need scripts. Okay, we need So a sure. Send those in, would you? Send in some seminar scripts. Please. We'd like to put your words in the show. We're now taking scripts for episode 83, I believe it is. Great. Looking for submissions for that. Yes. So send some in, would you please? Tell your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what else is going on? I think that's it. I don't remember. I've been unconscious for two weeks. So, I mean, figuratively, not literally. <laughs> the flu, it really... It's really bad this year. Yeah, it's really not good. So, I got my flu shot and I didn't get it, so. Yeah, you're so special. Ha, ha, ha. Suckers. <sighs> okay, that's it. Your sympathy is means a lot to me. I was nice to you when you were sick. Now all For bets like are off. For like a day. <laughs> For a day. <laughs> You were sick a lot longer than a day. Yes, but you were only nice to me for like one I, of those days. I, I find that offensive. <laughs> Truth hurts, don't it? <laughs> no, what else? Is in there? Is there anything else? Um, I can't remember now. Um, I honestly 
don't think so. Okay. We're just going to call it good and move yeah. on. Yeah. We're going to move on now. We're going to move on. So, moving on. Wow. From Central Valley, California, we have Olivia. And how do I pronounce your last name? I need Steel. To do, yeah. Steel. Oh, I need to do that again. That was, <laughs> that was horrible of me. It's okay. No, uh, a lot of times when we, we used to get like telemarketer, telemarketers and whatnot, they'd always call and be like, can I speak to Mr. Steely? <laughs> and we'd be like, no, it's, it's, it's just Steel. It's okay. <laughs> so it is a silent E on the end. Okay, cool. It is. That was my, uh, I think my great grandmother's doing. It used to be without the E, but she wanted it fancier, so she added the E on the end. Well, an E always does make things fancier. It does. It, uh, how are things in the Central Valley of California? It is very Central Valley ish. <laughs> <laughs> For those of us yeah. not from the Central Valley, what's that like? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Unfortunately, where I'm at, it's it's a lot of crime, so you know, Ooh. surviving. Okay. It's it's almost like Gotham City, except for maybe not as bad. And no Batman, because isn't no Bat- no it, Batman isn't Batman up in San Francisco? Isn't that where the Bat Kid was and all that? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he was in the Bay Area. We we <laughs> don't have enough money to bring him in. Ugh. I'm still waiting though. One day, one day we will have a Batman. Or or your own superhero. Well, I, I personally, my my ideal superhero, what I would do mm-hmm. is I would be, I, I don't think I ever came up with a name for it, so we'll just say Eggman. Eggman. Or I, I would just get a giant fuzzy onesie, a moped, put like a wicker basket on the front and fill it with <laughs> eggs. And whenever I see bad drivers, I would just throw an egg at their car. That That is my superhero. Okay. Eggman. <laughs> Eggman. Got it. <laughs> he's not very superhero-ish because he's doing more damage than good, but uh, there are a lot of bad drivers nothing. out there. <laughs> there. There are a lot of bad drivers. There are. So, um, we have questions. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you have answers. Otherwise, this is very short and one-sided. <laughs> Sounds good. And um, so, how did you get into voice acting? Oh, that is a very weird story. Excellent. Because there are many twists and turns. So we'll start off with childhood. I'll put it <laughs> this as fast as possible. Okay. I wasn't allowed to play with, with video games as a kid. Mm. Um, my parents didn't really like them, so I just never played with them. But when I'd go over to friends' houses, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I want video games. Like, I wouldn't even want to be with my friends. I just want to play their video games. There's irony and, there, but we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> and um Eventually, when I got older, I was about fifth grade, I went into our book fair and I found a point-and-click Nancy Drew game. And I was like, oh my god, Nancy Drew, Nancy Drew, I love Nancy Drew. Nothing in the world matters as much as Nancy Drew. So I got the games, played them, became a freak about the Nancy Drew games. Mm -hmm. Then a few years later, I was up at, um, I used to work up at a Girl Scout camp. Mm -hmm. And uh, before I actually worked there, I was part of the program for like pre-staff training for younger kids Mm -hmm. and um one of my friends there told me about a video game i thought "Ooh, this sounds scary and i like it let's go check it out and then i managed to find it at target and it was part of a three pack Mm -hmm. and one of the games included the only one i could get to play was penumbra overture 
And I started playing it. I freaked out because I had no idea how a 3D game worked. I'm like, I'm clicking everywhere. I'm not moving. This just doesn't make any sense. So I looked up a walkthrough on YouTube. Uh-huh. And to make this long story shorter, the girlfriend of the guy whose video I found for that game was into voice acting. I had known about voice acting for a while. I'd seen some stuff pop up on YouTube and mm-hmm. like different auditions for um, Sims Machinimas. And I thought, ooh, that looks really fun. I want to. I kind of want to do that. And um, but it wasn't until I found um, the girl's videos and she was actively like talking about uh, voice acting and like posting links for projects and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, give it a go. Let's do it. And uh, I auditioned for one of her projects. And of course, I wasn't cast because it was like the first time I'd ever done an audition and it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> um, but later on down the line, she did end up having another project. Um, and it was a Metal Gear Solid, like, fan audio production. And um, for some some reason, I got cast in that. And kind of just from there, I've been going and, you know, doing YouTube. I've had a lot of people who would comment and say, oh, you have such a pretty voice. You should do more stuff with it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. We can probably make this work. Okay. And, uh that was about 2010, roughly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been a good number of years. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the long, short version of, of how I found voice acting. <laughs> okay. So, how did you find your way over to Pendant? That was, I believe, through Voice Acting Alliance, rest in peace, because you are no longer with us. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how I came across it and I remember it was the Julius Caesar audition Mm -hmm. and I was like ooh Shakespeare I'm good at that okay okay I think I'm good at that you know let's give it a shot and uh I did and by some weird stroke of luck I got cast as Portia and Titania (laughs) which I thought was pretty cool doing two characters and I'm pretty sure if you listen back, I probably didn't make them sound different enough, so they probably sound like it is just the one person doing both, but I had a lot of fun with that one. That one was fun. Yeah? What made, what made it fun? Well, going back into the past again, um, <laughs> back in high school, I think it was... It had to have been ninth or 10th grade. We were in our English class, and um, in... I think it was, you know, they give you the, the big English textbooks and they got all the, the excerpts and plays and whatnot. Um, we actually had Julius Caesar in our English book. Okay. And prior to that, we had Antigone. And so as classes do, you know, people were picked to just read for different characters. And um, for whatever reason, I guess just because I like this kind of stuff, um, I read through all of Antigone as Antigone. And... Uh, so then we went to Julius Caesar, and our teacher was selecting people to read for the different characters, and I wanted to read for Portia. I'm like, I like Shakespeare. I watch all of those Shakespeare movies. I read Shakespeare. Shakespeare, hey. And um, so it was me and another girl. They had us uh, go up, and we read sections kind of as a mock audition. And the class got to vote for uh, who got the part of Portia. Mm-hmm. And it naturally... I was also not the most popular kid, so naturally everyone voted for the other girl, even though she kept stumbling over her words. She wasn't 
she she didn't know how to read Shakespeare. And I was just kind of looking at everyone like, oh, come on, guys. Killing my dream here. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't get Portia in high school, but I did get Portia for Pendant. So that awesome. when I when – I, it was great. I got cast. I was like, yes, sweet revenge. <laughs> yes. It was it was awesome. And then you land the lead, well, I guess co-lead mm. role of Juliet. Yes. That when, was interesting. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when you found out you were cast as Juliet, what was your reaction? I was intrigued. Because... I will say, out of all of Shakespeare plays, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite. Okay. And not not because I hate the play itself, it's just because I find Romeo and Juliet, the characters, just so infuriating. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's it's like if Twilight went really wrong. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, I saw it as a challenge. I'm like, this is a classic character. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Juliet. Let's give it a shot. I'm I'm ready to do this. That was kind of fun recording all of her lines and at the same time thinking in my head like, gosh, Juliet, why are you doing all these stupid decisions? Just <laughs> oh, if only I could really be you and prevent you from dying. But then you'd lose the whole poetry of tragic love and so I guess I I can't hate on her too much. But so, she still could have made some wiser choices. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you go about doing Juliet for a sitcom? That's a different different spin than you've probably seen adaptations before. For sure, yes. I thought it was a really interesting concept, and the one reason why I really, I really, really wanted to audition for it because I was like, okay, we're taking some one of the plays that I've always been kind of on the fence about, and making it kind of a sitcom vibe. I'm like, okay. This oh. is this is a neat direction. So um Landon had been threatening to do do <laughs> this as an 80s sitcom for years, oh. I think. And uh yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you finally got to do it. Oh man. No, I had fun with it. I think there was um I just tried I I didn't want to try to make her too classic Shakespearean, so I tried mm-hmm. to play her off basically as like I, I was majorly into Twilight when I was young, so I basically just tried to play it like Bella from Twilight. And um, <laughs> I think there's even one scene I think where um, where Juliet was like listening to some music, mm-hmm. and her mom's yelling at her. And I actually think when I record that scene, I actually did have like music blasting up in my headphones and <laughs> my my method acting. But <laughs> I I had a lot of fun doing that. That was great. Was there any particular sitcom that you used or any sitcom character that you used as inspiration for doing Juliet in, in this adaptation? I know you said Bella, but I guess it doesn't not, technically count as a comedy. Not really, because um, my my TV show experience is very limited. Um so I kind of just, it, it basically turned into Bella from Twilight, but I was just trying to do, like, you know, generic teen girl who's mm-hmm. very unhappy with her parents and, oh, man, this so isn't fair. You guys suck. Oh, I want to go <laughs> run away with them. That, that's basically just kind of what it turned into. <laughs> so every teen sitcom. Bas- yeah, basically every teen sitcom. <laughs> Gosh, Mom and Dad, you guys are so unfair. <laughs> That's pretty much what it what it was. <laughs> In two thousand 
And um, so you die. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, is that the first time you've done a a death scene? No. Um, at least I don't think that one was. Actually, no, I have no idea what my first death scene was. The, the first real weird scene I can remember doing that was sort of in similar context, I guess, was mm. um, an audio production for the Arthur mythos. Mm. And um, I voice Queen Anna Morgaus. I believe that's how you say her last name. Um, and I had to do a scene where she's giving birth. Right. So that's probably the most awkward thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> um, I have to for... say that's one we haven't had in Pendant. I don't yeah. think. I don't Every think. audio production should have it. Someone in the background giving birth. Some, some <laughs> Somebody on the writing staff for Kingery is going, somebody's having a baby next season. <laughs> Just an excuse to get someone to have to scream and yell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the weirdest thing I think I've ever had to do. <laughs> okay, and then you moved into as you like it. Mm-hmm. How was that? Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, I I saw the audition go up for that, and I was like, Celia, I need Celia. Celia, I have to have Celia. Mm-hmm. I can't live if I don't have Celia. <laughs> Because I've, I don't know if I've ever fully read it. Um, I tend to watch a lot of the movies, and usually when I watch them, then I'll pull out the play and read along, mm-hmm. just to see how accurate they are. Mm-hmm. But um, I love the Kenneth Branagh version, and that one I, I've always loved it because it was so whimsical and different. I've I've seen a couple different variations of it, but I have to say that one was always my favorite, and I loved Romola Garay as uh, as Celia. So she's always been my favorite character from that. And uh, I tried to play it not not too close to Romola Garay. I didn't want to be too influenced by her, but I think there are probably a few parts where, um, where Romola kind of came out. Okay. And then um, not yet released, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be in King John. Yes. And who are you in <laughs> King John? Or can you not say yet? I don't know if I'm not allowed if, to say. I don't know if the casting call's been announced yet. I, I, I want to say it was posted publicly. I think it might have. Yeah. So if if it's publicly post, posted, it should be okay. Um, but uh, I voiced Blanche, which okay. is the niece. Okay. And she gets married off to uh, the Dauphin. Yeah. So a, a more romantic intrigue. Mm-hmm. It seems to be my, my lot with Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm okay with that, though. <laughs> and then you've done a sonnet. Um, yes. Now, you did the sonnets after which? Uh, after Julius Caesar. Okay. So it's Julius Caesar, then the sonnets, um, then Romeo, Juliet, as you like it, and King John. How is, a, how is the sonnet? Um, yeah, it's it was a, a while different. ago. Yeah, it's it was. a little was... different. I remember it's it's not quite the same pacing as when you're doing one of the the plays, mm-hmm. and I remember having to do several takes just on my own, just trying to figure out the pace of it. And um, I remember running out of breath a lot because <laughs> I kept trying to do it as if they were like actually like long sentences, and 
It's a little hard to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, after, which one was the Western that I was in? I did one of the sonnets, and it was really long, and I like did the whole thing in one take. But oh wow! Yeah, and I must have done it like twenty-five times because I kept tripping over this one part. Yes, I had this. Yeah, same thing. So, so here's what Landon told me, and this will help you and anybody else doing sonnets in the future. You mm-hmm. don't have to do the whole thing in one shot. Mm-hmm. Send multiple MP3s of, you know, each piece, and he'll put it all together. Yep. And I said, wait, we could do that. <laughs> That's that's typically what I and that's just for the most part my general practice mm-hmm. for when I send in stuff. I always do multiple takes, um, mm-hmm. and yes. sometimes if they sound really awful, I'll just take all of those takes and try to just condense it down into one full take. Um, and I even have done that with some of my own stuff. Um, I have my own project I'm working on, and mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, most of my voice actors will send me in. Um, multiple takes and sometimes there'll be like one variation of a line and take one that I like better than the other one but Mm. the end of the other one sounds better so I'll just edit it up and just mush it together and so it's yeah it's possible yeah it's it's I think some people will end up being more worried about it than they should be just Mm. send in multiple takes and you're fine yep yep which we do is practice but I did like the entire mm-hmm. thing as one shot and if that is pretty tripped over that role or over those words i'd be like mm-hmm. stop delete yeah <laughs> do it again so it's like 25 times to get three takes yeah i i used to be like that too i i <laughs> i even i even still do that nowadays like if i get five minutes into a thing and i just feel like i keep just stumbling 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 i go you know what stop delete redo mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes it's easier that way <laughs> common events that's the one we did as a western ah yeah i don't think i've I don't think I've read that one. Oh, it was fun. It's it's a total mess. I mean, it's literally I... a, that. Yeah, that's where you get the phrase. Yeah, that one that was fun. Um, so you're definitely well steeped on the acting side. Um, mm-hmm. do you write? I do, but I don't really have anything that's been published or out there. Um. The only thing I've... I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to really talk about it, but it's been years. Um, I was commissioned through DeviantArt mm-hmm. to write a Justin Bieber fanfic. <laughs> That's the only thing I've ever done that could be remotely called professional. Okay. And um, and I don't even like Justin Bieber. Like, I don't get the Justin Bieber <laughs> thing, so I'm like, I have to write something about a girl falling in love with Justin Bieber. And I'm like, oh, God, I had drama. In the whole... well, maybe let's add Miley Cyrus. Maybe kids like Miley Cyrus, right? That was, oh. No, I, I prefer um, I prefer stuff that's more psychological. And um, I, I like scarier things. Uh, like, right now, I have a project, the same project I mentioned earlier. Um, I've been working on it since... What December, November, December 2012. Mm-hmm. So it's been a good five years. But it's a modification for Amnesia the Dark Descent. And, and Segway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but that I've, I've been doing the writing for on my own for about the past five years. Mm-hmm. And um, it is so much fun. It's challenging. Not only do you have to fit in the story, but you have to make it flow with the gameplay and mm-hmm. I'm a very wordy person so it 
<laughs> it can be really tough trying to get everything to be really, really tight and fluid. And, but it's a great, great challenge. I'm enjoying it so much. Okay, so let's tell people about Amnesia real briefly. Yes. Like, what is it? It is... Oh, one. It came out 2010. It's okay. a first-person survival horror video game experience thing. It's probably heralded as one of the most scariest games in probably the past decade. Okay. And the mods for them, like, I'm familiar with game mods like back in the Doom days where you could you mm -hmm. know, change the sprites and the monsters and, and all that. What, yeah. is, what is a mod for Amnesia? So... Essentially kind of that same thing, except for on a little bit bigger scale. Mm -hmm. um, you, as a mod developer, have access to all of the assets used in the game. Mm -hmm. You can even add in some of your own. And oh. essentially, so you just take all the pieces of the original game and reconstruct it to make a brand new game. And um, some people will do different things. Like, um, I know there's one gentleman, uh, Mr. Behemoth, who basically made a 2D side-scroller which was a really interesting thing to witness because it's a first-person game. Okay. And that, that was great. So you can do crazy things like that, or you can just do something like I do and just make something really standard and try not to be too experimental. That's, that's basically, yeah, you just kind of retake the game and just remake it to how you, how you want it to be. Okay. So the mods have voiceover roles? A lot of the times they do. Okay. You've been called the Troy Baker of Amnesia. Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, so how did you start doing voiceover for Amnesia? Is that part of how you got into doing the mods entirely, or is it like one led to the other? Or Actually, one led to the other, okay. and it's not in the order you would think it was. Um, I joined the community because I knew about, I saw a lot of people playing the Amnesia custom stories on YouTube, mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, man, I really wanted to get it into, into game development. I thought this would be a good starting point for me. I could learn a lot of things. I could put it together. And so I joined the community just as someone who wanted to learn games. And then I was going through a lot of the uh, the forums, and some people would be asking for voice actors. And I was like, well, I, I happen to do voice acting. I, I could <laughs> probably help. And then after that, it's just everyone started coming to me on the forums like, hey, hey, you did really good in that one mod. Can, can you please, can you be in my mod? I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and um, and then I started helping people find other voice actors. Like, um, I'm, I'm one of the few native English-speaking people on that forum in the first place. A lot of people are from, um, like, somewhere in Europe or... Um, mm. somewhere in Asia, so a lot of them aren't native English speakers. And so if they try to do the work themselves, and you can hear it in a few mods, um, the mm. developers will do their own voiceover, it can be really rough. Um, mm -hmm. Because obviously they're not native, so it sounds a little harsher, it's a little harder to understand them, and a lot of them don't have acting ex experience. So mm -hmm. Some people don't mind it, like I personally don't mind it, but a lot of people feel like it's immersion-breaking. And mm. so because I was one of the few people on the site who did voice acting, especially for females, I got a lot of work. And then I was able to outsource to some of the other people I know and bring them in and um, have them help out with some of the mods. So, yeah, it's it started, weirdly enough, not because I wanted to do voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I find that extremely humorous, but uh, 
it's been great because I've, I've gotten a lot of really great projects through it. And there's there's a lot of really creative, really interesting people who are part of that community. So it's mm-hmm. definitely a good way to get started, for sure. Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Coming back to pendant stuff, we were yeah. talking about um, you and your writing. So, yeah. you know, we have this little show mm-hmm. called Seminar. And it's shorts. Any chance we might get you to write something for seminar sometime? Ooh. Ooh. I would actually be totally up for that. I, I've mostly been focusing a lot of my writing lately on um, on my amnesia mod. Mm-hmm. So being able to break away from that and exercise some different muscles would probably be nice. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. That would be very cool. I, we've had a couple, you know, scary-like things over the years. I think a... Uh, something scary again might be interesting yeah i yeah. can give it a shot yeah awesome all right jeffrey <laughs> we've got one <laughs> you're on the hook now i'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> so um so you, you voice act you you mm-hmm. write and um uh, let's see are you a triple threat are you musically inclined as well partially <laughs> I mean, I can sing, though, I mean, I'm told I'm good, but I don't like to toot my own horn. I think I'm okay. I'm passable. Okay. Um, I, I do play the flute, though. Oh. I've played the flute since I was in fourth grade, so it's been a while. Okay. <laughs> Not very good at that either, but... Every once I, in a while, yeah. we've got roles. Twelfth Night I was done to... as a 1920s jazz thing and they wrote music and they sang and it it, it, man they killed it it was awesome Mm. yeah I do I do a little bit of singing but um usually not well enough to feel confident doing it for projects (laughs) usually (laughs) I've had a couple of projects where I've had to do minor singing Mm -hmm. but uh usually I don't think they end up getting used (laughs) or it's like a background (laughs) thing so gotcha so, what kind of characters do you like to to play? I actually, I'm one of those people where I I will play anything. Mm-hmm. I just I like doing it so much that I don't usually. I, I'm not really particular about the type of character. Mm-hmm. Um, although I usually get typecast as either a sexy villain or like the caring mom, okay. which I find to be so such weird opposites. <laughs> That's that's usually what I get, but I I don't know. I maybe villains. Villains are fun. Villains can be fun. Yeah. What's your dream role? Ooh, I want to be in a Silent Hill game. <laughs> <laughs> or Resident Evil. Um okay. or a Disney princess. But that would require singing. <laughs> that, it would require singing. Yeah. And, and I'm I, not a celebrity. And I think you hit the entire range. <laughs> Pretty of much. Possibilities there. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be everything. <laughs> Alright, you've done four Shakespeare with mm. Pendant. Which is the favorite character that you voiced? We asked the hard-hitting oh. oh, I prob- I probably have to say Celia. I okay. really enjoyed doing Juliet, but I don't know. I liked being whiny Celia. <laughs> that was just so much fun. Yeah, awesome. I'd have to- yeah Celia. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, so we kind of hit this a little bit. Um, do you have any projects and stuff outside of Pendant that you haven't talked about already that you want to promote? Or do you Actually, cover them all? Oh. Actually, I do have one. Mm-hmm. It came out two days ago. Uh-huh. Um, it is, big surprise, a video game. Um, what? Yeah, I know, right? Um, it's called Remothered Tormented Fathers. And uh, yeah, huh? pro- probably <laughs> probably close to my, my dream role of being in a, a Silent Hill game. Um, but I voice... Celeste in that and uh, and another character. It's, it's so cool. You guys should see it. It's it's cool. Um, for anyone who's who's really into voice acting and different voice actors, it has um Danielle McRae, mm-hmm. who's done um, don't hate me, Danielle. She's done what is that one game? I can't remember. It's a fighting game with different girls and they're all they're all like different weird designs and she's done that she's also been a voice in uh, League of Legends um, yeah. Adam Harrington is in it, for, uh, Big B Wolf from The Wolf Among Us mm-hmm. another League of Legends veteran um, and my my personal favorite Lonnie Manella uh, she's in it mm-hmm. and um, a huge fangirl moment for me because she's the voice of Nancy Drew from the, the games uh... I used to play as a kid so when I heard she was in the project, I pretty much just had a panic attack and died. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it's the voice of my childhood, and I'm I'm in a thing with, oh my god, oh mm-hmm. my god. Um, but I would highly recommend checking that out. Okay. Especially since it just came out. So. All right, all right. Oh, the cookie's ready. Ooh, cookies. <laughs> all right, so now we have bullet questions. Yeah. Real quick. Question, real quick answer. Ready? Yeah. Favorite Muppet? Ooh, Miss Piggy. Ooh. Favorite anime? Oh, I don't really watch anime, so I'd have to say Spirited Away. Okay. Favorite video game? <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, Silent Hill 2, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite horror story? Ooh, Dracula. Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. And because it's somewhat timely, favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, I've never really watched Star Wars. What? I know, I'm one of those few weird people who hasn't really watched it. We have a 12-step, well, I guess nine-step program. I think I probably, though, I'd have to say the first one, because I have seen pieces of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when the you legit say the first, first one, one do you, are you talking about Star Wars New Hope, or are you talking about episode one? When you say uh, the first one. The one with Alec Guinness. Episode four. <laughs> that one. Okay. <laughs> I actually, we had my, my high school teacher um, for our economics class actually had us watch, we didn't get to watch the whole movie, but we watched like the first half. For economics? For some re- yeah, for some reason he did that with the economics class. I, I don't really remember why. Because but... George Lucas made a ton of money? I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I do remember seeing parts of that and really liking what I saw. I just haven't seen... At least the other ones that I have seen, I haven't seen since I was really young. All right. So, you've been pretty prolific in Shakespeare in, in Penn, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're going to want to branch out into our other shows. So I would you, love to. For your homework, because yes. I'm sure I will interview you again sometime <laughs> down the road. 
you must watch all of the movies. Sounds good. <laughs> and I will ask you this question again. <laughs> I'm down with that. All right. Olivia, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. That's what I hope for. <laughs> <laughs> and we will kick this back to Jeffrey. Oh, oh, wait. Can yeah. people find you on social media? Oh, gosh, yes. We're doing this after the winter break, so it's been like a while since I've done an interview, and it's... I'm glad I remember the bullet questions. Can people find you on social media? Yeah, I have a Twitter. Uh -huh. um, it's it's probably just easier to remember my name because mm -hmm. the handle is a bit crazy, but it, if you type in Olivia Steele VO, you should find me. Okay. Um, same thing on Facebook. Um, I got a YouTube that's under Scarily Olivia. Uh, <laughs> what else do I have? I have an Instagram that I don't really use. I uh, got a Discord. I got a website. I got a lot of things. <laughs> Too Just many Google things. Google Olivia Steele. <laughs> yeah. If if you find my website, everything should be linked on there. Okay. And what is your website? That would be currently it's oliviasteelevo.weebly.com because okay. for some reason my actual domain name is not linked to the site anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, tech stuff, it's fun. <laughs> and people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA and on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N-D-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot five zero three six because I never changed it. And <laughs> once again, thank you so much. I appreciate you spending the time and taking the time to do this with us. Well, thank you very much for asking me. This was really, really fun. You were requested. Ooh. You were requested. And if you have requests, an interviewee, or if you have a request of something you want to see me do, like something like the bullet questions or something with, with our folks in the hot seat, let me know. And we will uh, get stuff into the interviews because we are here for your entertainment. And this time for real, we will kick it back to Jeffrey and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, February 28th, Seminar, Episode 79. Next, on an all-new Seminar. Hello? Are you... Where am I? What's happening? Calm down. Don't... Oh, Christ, my head. Never underestimate your surroundings. What's the last thing you remember? Um, I... Um, I don't know. I was at home and, well... I had to take out the trash, but it took longer because Spencer got into it and made a mess. It may get you into a lot of trouble. I'm Laura. Yeah. I saw you on the news uh, two or three weeks ago. God, you look different. Hold on. You're missing. No. No. No, 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 no. Hey! Let me out! Please! And then... Hi, yes, hi, excuse me, just need to, just need to get through here, yeah, just need to get by, got to get to my new office there, yeah, can I just, let me just, excuse me, please, whoop! Ah, uh, the first day on the job. Whoa, hey, <laughs> let's watch the box, please, sorry, just lots of breakables in here, office stuff, real crunchy business, my grandpa's paperweight, too, actually, priceless old thing, very fragile, Scandinavian, if you can believe it, <laughs> 
the hustle and bustle of all your new co-workers. Yeah, you, uh, you guys can't actually hear me, can you? It's so loud in here anyway. That's probably why you didn't move when I asked you to. Meeting your new co-workers. Toby Stevens. I'm Diana Jacoby, your supervisor. Welcome aboard. How do you like your new office? I think it's pan-Asian decor, actually. Something about the feng shui. That fern soaks up all the chi in the copier over there, redirects it? I don't know. It's all Greek to me. And your recently deceased relatives? Put that thing down, Yijin. It's just me, your grandpa. Grandpa? But... But you're dead! You're right, Pumpkin, and it was for the best. Believe me, no one wants to see the body of a senior citizen after his pelvis has been crushed by a greased-up pregnant wildebeest. And then... Zirosh, do you know where Alice currently is? Alice is resting in the sanctuary, undesignated student. Actually, can you change that? I've chosen a name, as has the other student. I am Alex. What's she doing in the sanctuary? Zerosh provided a display overlay so that Alice can catalog and grow familiar with the stellar cartography of the Oracrystallion. Knowledge is often the key to survival. Zerosh, provide me all of your records on the Zeranual. Alex wishes to study the species of origin by which you are bred. Exactly. The primary objective in conflict is to survive. The Zeranual believed they could pay any cost for survival of the species. Only at PendantAudio.com Okay, that's that's it then. That's a short episode. I mean, as far as we know, that's it. There could be stuff that we're forgetting. If we forgot a thing, we're real sorry. Look, we've been, I've been sick, okay, and you've been taking care of everybody else in here who's sick. So it's just. Just, and just I've been slack. working like a crazy Oh, person. whatever. You have a job. Yeah, we have it's, stuff to do. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm a professional person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to tell people I've that. always said that about you. I know. <laughs> what do you love about her? She's so professional. Super professional. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so good. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Um, be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter feed at Twitter.com slash PendantWeb, the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com, and YouTube! Look us up, Pendant Productions. Catch up on that, uh, Active Radio, Active Radio web series pilot if you haven't seen it yet, since we got more episodes coming. Yep. I mean, later this year. It's gonna, it's gonna take, a, take a while to produce, yeah. but they're coming, so that's cool. Okay, that's all. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. Sorry, sorry we don't have more news. I'm, I'm lucky I'm even, you know, vertical right now, so. Stop making excuses. I feel bad that I felt bad and couldn't do stuff, okay? Okay. I just... Whatever, man. Whatever. We'd like to put your words in the show.